0: Today we're discussing page 12 of The Weird Weird West, and speaking of The Weird Weird West, we have just arrived in it, not that the characters know that yet. Today we're going to be discussing chapter 3, entitled There Be Dinosaurs, which began last page and concludes on this page. Let me start you with the box text. Quote, the time Timeship comes to a rest on a slightly rolling hill. From your vantage point, you can see the small town of Dodge City, Kansas stretching out before you, but it doesn't exactly live up to your expectations. Here, the author does not know how right he is. Quote, Going in and out of the town are Roman cavalry officers from the 2nd century AD, side by side with futuristic soldiers from who knows when. You see Egyptian bearers from 1000 BC, doughboys from the England of World War I, even the occasional caveman. Time has apparently come completely unglued with the 1870s in the center of it all. Right in front of the timeship is a large, oddly-shaped crater. At the bottom of the crater is a smashed Conestoga wagon. It appears as though something is moving about in the wreckage. So don't get worried, there is this huge vista of Earth history laid open before you. A chance to visit historical figures from any period, all in the adventure setting of a time displaced Dodge City. Uh but don't don't freak out. Don't be overcome by vertigo of choice. Right in front of the timeship, there's a giant crater and there's something moving in the crater. As superheroes, this is what we're doing right now. We're looking in a hole. This author just fucking loves holes. So here's what we discover when we go investigate the hole. Uh the hole is about five feet deep, and as soon as the heroes get out and look at the hole, quote, they hear a loud thud that seems to emanate from everywhere at once. The very next thing in the text, beginning page 12, is, quote, eventually the heroes will almost certainly decide to make their way down into the crater to explore the wreckage. Well, yes, because there's something moving down there and we are superheroes, but we did just hear a loud thud emanating from everywhere. I feel like we might want to do a little triage, like, whoever this is in the crater might be dead. But we're alive, and if we can figure out what is filling the world with a thud sound, <laughs> then we might have a chance to survive. So maybe let's put on our own mask first before we try to save John Doe Crater down there. Uh, but but the, the text does not address this. doesn't matter if we look around or what. Eventually, we're going to go down into the crater, and that's going to trigger the next event. First of all, we find an unconscious man lying beneath the rubble. Uh, apparently his limbs were just twitching or something, and that was the movement because he is unconscious. It says here that if the players start asking questions about the crater, they're going to have to walk around its perimeter to figure out what the shape of it is. And if they do, the judge will slowly draw the outline of a giant Tyrannosaurus footprint. Now, it's cool at the table to have the experience like, okay, my player is going to see what the shape of the crater is. I'll walk around it. And then the judge draws it and gradually everybody's like, oh shit, that's a footprint. That's cool. I can't deny that's cool. That is a tremendous footprint. Like, footprint big enough that you can't tell it's a footprint until you, like, walk around it and map it? That's a tremendous footprint. What happened is, quote, the wagon was smashed by the beast as it wandered over the hill in search of food. Makes sense so far. I mean, to the extent that a dinosaur with a foot big enough to stomp a fucking canyon into the desert floor makes sense, it makes sense that the wagon got smushed. This is where we leave all reason behind. Quote, The dinosaur is currently resting in a nearby clump of forest, but the sudden scent of the hero's arrival has piqued its interest. Just after the heroes make their way down into the crater, they hear another loud thud in this area. A few seconds later, the tyrannosaur springs out of the woods to attack. Springs out of the woods, does it? From ambush. Okay, this is patently absurd and unfair. But I did the math just to make sure. I was so angry, I had to do some math. A real Tyrannosaurus Rex is up to 20 feet tall, has a foot up to about three and a third feet long, so under seven meters tall. A Conestoga wagon, like the one in this footprint, would have been about 18 feet long, and we're meant to be able to walk around inside this footprint around the wagon, so let's assume this footprint is a minimum of 19 feet long, right, to give us like six inches clearance on either side of the wagon remains for us to walk around it and climb down and everything. A regular 20-foot-tall T-Rex has about a 3.3-foot-long foot. foot. If we assume the same proportions, then the T-Rex would be about 120 feet tall. You would think. But in fact, a T-Rex with a 3.3-foot-long foot foot actually leaves only a 1.4-foot footprint because they walk on their toes. So if all the proportions are the same here, the proportion of footprint to height... This T-Rex should be about 240 feet tall, which we're going to see in a future illustration is about right. This is about a 20-story tall dinosaur who was peacefully sleeping in the fucking primeval forest of the desert surrounding Dodge City. Of course, well known for its sky-blotting vegetation. You can walk through miles of the desert in Kansas outside Dodge City and never see the sun. Just rich, emerald, cavernous canopy enclosing you like the womb in the desert outside Dodge City. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating, maybe it's not that big, but it's certainly big enough to conceal a 20-story dinosaur who is just snoozing, and it says later when it's talking about what happened to this guy in the wagon, quote, he quickly met up with the Tyrannosaur who somehow forgot to eat him the first time around. So, this 20-story dinosaur is walking through the desert, steps on a fucking Conestoga wagon, smashes it five feet into the ground. The driver survives. (laughs) Somehow. He's completely engulfed by the foot of a 20-story dinosaur and smashed five feet into the ground. But he's fine. He's fine. The dinosaur just keeps walking, forgets to eat him, and then goes and curls up in such a position that he's completely hidden from view. No chance to detect him. Not even by default player character Tigra's monstrous senses. All of her five senses are at monstrous. There's, she has no chance to detect the dinosaur. The 20-story dinosaur sleeping in the woods like just off screen as we walk out of our time machine. Then, when the dinosaur who is sleeping hears the superheroes walking around, the dinosaur has its interest piqued and is like, hmm, I'm hungry. I think I shall go eat whatever that is moving around out there. Now, there already was something moving around out there. Something, in fact, unconscious, somehow moving, waiting to be eaten. But the dinosaur didn't care about that. The dinosaur didn't want this guy when he stepped on him, didn't want him afterward, just took a nap right by the food. Right by the potential snack. But then, when the dinosaur heard another kind of noise, the noise of player characters, the dinosaur woke up, bolted out of the fucking woods, right toward the player characters, whereupon it tramples them. quote: "The Tyrannosaur gets to make a free attack with good agility against everyone in its area due to its trampling attack." So all right, a trampling attack is not a thing. There's such a thing as a charging attack, but it uses endurance, not agility. Agility is not used for any form of melee attack. What do we mean by free attack? Does it mean that you get to attack everyone every turn, or does it mean that you get a free attack as in, because it's an ambush, you get one turn where it's just you attacking? No indication of that. We're never, in fact, going to have clarification. This is the only attack form described for this dinosaur. There's a stat block here, but it doesn't say anything about teeth, stomping a single person, grabbing anybody. The only attack described is the, quote, free attack with good agility against everyone in its area. Uh, the trampling attack that is not defined in the rules. I guess this means that you attack with your good agility. The question then is what damage do you do with a trample? Because the closest analog to this is a charge attack, but a charge attack does damage equal to your endurance, and this dinosaur has an endurance of 100. If this dinosaur has the potential to do 100 damage to everyone every turn, we could have a TPK right out of the gate, especially because everyone might have just taken 30 goddamn damage from being hurled again and again into the bulkheads of the time machine as a real-life goddamn six-year-old failed a history quiz. Or or it's possible that this uh, trample attack does damage equal to agility, since agility is the controlling attribute here, and that's what you roll. That would be 10 damage. Sure seems like being trampled by a 20-story dinosaur should do more than 10 damage. 100 damage seems very reasonable. I mean, let me rephrase. Seems realistic. Hold on. Given the existence of a 20-story dinosaur, in the event that that dinosaur were able to, number one, stand and move, and number two, step on a person, it then seems to follow that that person would take 100 damage. But in terms of the story, in terms of this adventure, that's outrageously too much damage, especially because the dinosaur attacks everybody every turn and starts with like a surprise round, arguably, depending on what the fuck the author is trying to say here. Let's say that all 6 West Coast Avengers were in this timeship. They did all take 30 damage because of bad history knowledge and bad rolls. And then the dinosaur attacks and hits everyone. Even though it only has good agility, it, it can roll a red result. It's one roll, right? 4 of the characters are dead outright. Wonder Man is driven into the ground like a tent stake, taking only 50 damage and still being fresh as a daisy because being thrown into bulkheads does nothing to him. Vision is almost smashed He probably took a solid 10 damage from getting thrown into the bulkheads once, upped his density so that shit wouldn't happen again, probably only took 10 damage in the time machine, that brought him down to 130 health, then not wanting to walk around dense as diamond slowing everybody down. If he gets jumped and stomped by a dinosaur at his normal density, he's going to take 100 damage, he's going to be down to 30 health remaining. Moon Knight's dead, Scarlet Witch is dead, Hawkeye's dead, is dead. I hope it was one of them who spent a shit ton of karma getting this time machine off the ground and trying to make all these piloting roles. Because if it was Vision or Wonder Man, what we have now is one nearly dead robot and one Wonder Man, depleted of karma, fighting a 20-story dinosaur as their friends lie squished in the desert. And that's the West Coast Avengers. Of the original characters I have on all three teams, the Secret Zoomers, the Misfits, Ford's Furies, which of them can withstand being hurled into Time Machine bulkheads for 30 damage and then immediately getting stomped by a dinosaur for 100 damage? Glass Cannon from the Misfits, assuming that she has been in her armored crystal form this whole time, would be down to 6 health, almost shattered but not quite. Iron Blood, naturally, due to his blood's high iron content, would be fine, by which I mean he would be down to 50 of his 110 health and would be killed by one more dinosaur attack. Troopa, the power armored secret zoomer, they would likewise be down to 50 health and would die with one more dinosaur attack, and that's it. The other 9 characters would all be dead outright. So I feel like it can't be 100 damage, but if it isn't 100 damage, then I don't know what the fuck it is. I mean, I how am I supposed to pick a dumbest thing on this page? After kicking the shit out of the characters for no reason on their time travel trip, the author now has them walk out into the desert, the desert, where he lures them into an unfathomably gigantic footprint, and then has a 20-story dinosaur spring out of the fucking bushes, ambush them, and potentially kill them all, but I can't tell Because the rules here are not sufficient to tell what damage the dinosaur does, how its attack works, whether it has surprise, or or anything. Because the author has deigned to give this dinosaur a non-existent attack form that doesn't follow the rules of the game. And doesn't offer new rules. There's no damage listed. I can't even... How do you fuck up a dinosaur attack? It's like the most fun you can have in a role-playing game. But the one thing you need for fun in a role-playing game is agency, and the characters here have none. The author basically stuck them all in a barrel, put on the lid, shook them around until they were almost dead, poured them out on the ground, and then dropped a dinosaur on them. It, the Scarlet Witch could be dead now having never rolled dice, if she was not the pilot of the timeship. She might have solved the number puzzle without ever rolling any dice, or maybe didn't even participate in that conversation, walked into the time machine where someone else failed to pilot it and banged her into the wall, then walked out of the time machine and was immediately jumped by a dinosaur and is now dead, without having ever done anything or rolled any dice. Or, if, uh, if you're playing a character like Wonder Man then this might all be no big deal. I just, it's one thing to not understand the rules of the game, but hiding this dinosaur in the woods, that's that's the dumbest thing. Above all, that's the dumbest thing, because the rest of this could be an honest mistake, but you don't write that a 20-story dinosaur charges out of the woods at the team without them having a chance to notice it. You you know what you're doing. You know exactly what you're doing, author. You want this dinosaur attack to happen, and you don't care what you have to do or who gets hurt. I'm sympathetic to that impulse, but it really is not fair to these players. Think of the poor Scarlet Witch. You, you gotta give her a chance. She just has to see the dinosaur coming. Anyway, assuming at least some of the superheroes on one of these teams survives, the adventure continues. So join me next time as, to our heroes' great relief, they go from fighting a dinosaur to fighting dinosaur people on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big Megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music, used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kola, whose work you can find at Kola.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Thanks for listening.